Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast which is called About Wisdom and I'm Eloise, I am your host and this podcast has quite a few previous seasons. They cover things like existential analysis, philosophy, spirituality, um, as well as things like career transitions and like moving out of the corporate world into starting my own thing and what else i talked about a lot of random topics in in the first season but now we're moving on to more of like a q a thing where you guys can just ask me anything you want about my work or about my you know career journey or whatever so this is the first q a episode thank you so much for submitting your questions you guys are so interesting and all of your questions are very interesting and diverse and the ones that I don't answer I'll try and pick up in the next month's episode. So I hope you really enjoy it. All right, so the first question I'm going to talk about is actually about starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur. I have mentioned a couple of times in these podcasts before, I think, but this has been the year where I started uh, two businesses. I'm not really sure why I wanted to do two at the same time, but it has ended up that way for a variety of reasons. And I did a little Q&A on Instagram the other day about it, and lots and lots of people had different questions about how to know where to start sort of thinking of business ideas. And this person's question was, can you talk through the process you went through or how you developed your initial thoughts and how you explored your ideas before creating a platform or business out of them? Um, So this person is feeling like they wanna start something but not entirely sure where to start. And I think this is such a good question for young entrepreneurs or people who wanna start businesses, especially if you're you know, either encouraged to take a very traditional professional path into some kind of long-lasting career (laughs) or you're already in your first career or even like further down your career journey and you're not sure how to make the step from one thing to the other and that period of transition can be really really intimidating and to be honest from my personal journey I'm not entirely sure I would have done it in the same way that I've done it now had the lockdown not been happening had the world not already been turned upside down And I was reading the other day some research that said, actually, this has been one of the most productive years for people starting new businesses or one of the highest rates of young entrepreneurship um, that's been recorded in like the last decade because so many people were encouraged by the fact that our lives had already changed so much that it showed us in kind of the worst way possible but at least it showed us that change is possible and actually you know even if the things that you thought were so fundamental to your life before even if they are removed or you know they're threatened or they change form completely you will still be okay and you'll still be creative and you'll still be driven and passionate and you know you'll have your motivation still to do something new and then there's another side of that which is that The world has so many needs right now. Like there are just so many very obvious problems to solve. And so people thinking of business ideas, you know, if you're thinking like, what can my purpose be in creating a business? Like, how can I help people? There are certainly lots and lots of very visible ways that you could do that now. So I think people have probably gained some insight into problems that they either weren't visible before or, you know, that they've really experienced now like firsthand. Um, If you are already creating a business and let's say like you just don't know where to start, my suggestion would be to run it as a small project, make it as small as you possibly can 
and just run it as like not even like a side hustle don't even you don't even have to put the pressure on it to begin with of it generating enough revenue for you to pay your rent or you know whatever so I would say think about running your business as a tiny project in your life So for example, if you're thinking about creating, let's say you want to create a clothing brand, can you start by just selling one or two items of clothing, like figuring out how you're going to stock them, figuring out what the design is, figuring out what kind of sales platform you're going to have, what what your branding's going to be, and doing all all of that without the need for a huge launch or, you know, giving up your job, jumping right in. And it's a little different for every single business model, but the idea is that you have a version of your product or your service that is just going to be your example. Like you're not going to use that as your final thing that you present to the world. Just figure out in the smallest way possible whether it will work and look at those real initial metrics. What is your revenue here? What is the popularity of like what you're doing? Do you see the people, whoever your users or customer or client base is, do you see that they're engaging with it? Like do people actually want what you're giving? And that sounds kind of obvious, but I think because, you know, our businesses are our own little projects and our own little passions that we get so wrapped up in them that we think yeah they're serving a crucial need and we forget to actually look at the market and see what the market needs and it might be that you're serving a need but you're just not doing it in the right way or the most effective way or the need is slightly different than than what you had interpreted it to be and so I'd say take your time with doing a really small scale version of your business just try it out on the weekends maybe in the evenings whatever And then when you see what is referred to um, as traction, which means that, you know, people are actually engaging with your product, loads of people want what you're trying to sell, then you can take small steps to kind of eat, well, you could take one giant leap if you wanted to um, into the business if you see enough traction. And if you're at the stage maybe even before that, which is like trying to think of an idea for a business, like if you don't have an idea for your business yet, I'd say start by figuring like what kind of problem you want to solve, like what do you actually care about in your life? Because running a business is one of the most exhausting things I personally have ever done and I've had my fair share of exhausting weeks and months um, in corporate law and I think running a business has a um, slightly different impact on you because when it's your thing, when you're responsible for every single aspect of it, ultimately, it becomes all-consuming very quickly. So I think one really helpful question to ask yourself before you even start out is, how much do I want this? And also, why? <laughs> what is? What am I trying to do here? Like, how, how important is this mission? Is your business's mission to you? And once you've hit on the most important thing, so one of those, like, core topics that I'm so interested in and I would happily spend 24 hours, not 24 hours a day, but, you know, something close to it, thinking about it then you know you have you're in the right area because it's got to be something that you're passionate about so I hope that answered your question I kind of answered it in three parts um which was you know roots into entrepreneurship and then what to do if you have an idea but you want to start small and then what to do if you don't have an idea yet so I don't even know if that was really what you were asking but hopefully one of those random three answers Uh, gave you some helpful advice. So the next question I have is what would you tell your 18 year old self? I've had this one a few times actually and I actually love this question. I almost wish and I don't know if this book exists someone can tell me if they've if 
this book does exist and they've actually read it. But what I would have loved at 18 is a book called Everything I Wish I'd Known When I Was 18. And it's a book that someone, not me, but someone has compiled by interviewing all the most successful people and asking them the question, what do I, what would I tell my 18 year old self? So if one of you guys uh, steals that idea and makes that book, then please credit me in the acknowledgements because I'd really love to read that book still. And, you know, someone should do it if it has already been done. I'm sure it has. So what would I tell my 18-year-old self? Chill out and, like, calm down a bit because when I was 18, I was very anxious about doing well and achieving and making sure that everything was as good as I could possibly make it. And I really felt this sense of, like, I've been given this opportunity to come and study at like one of the best places in in the world to study law and I better not like waste this and I felt so kind of hard on myself like I really protect this in some way yeah so I would tell myself you know like don't worry too much you do deserve to be here and you're you're gonna do absolutely fine I'm always a little bit torn with anxiety or you know that kind of low level of achieve wanting to achieve because in a way I do credit it with like a lot of my academic success you know I don't think I would have done as well at university if I hadn't had the sense that I was like worse than everyone else like I just had this really inbuilt sense of like everyone else is ahead of me and I've had that pretty much all my life it's always a bit nuanced because it's like well you know if it helped you in one way and kind of holds you back in another but I tell my 18 year old self to find more of a balance And I'm sure my 18-year-old self would not listen. (laughs) But I would want her to know that anyway. All right, so I've got a question, which is um, how to navigate corporate space um, and how to take care of your own mental and physical health. Um, I did my second or third uh, yoga teacher training with an incredible teacher called Layla. And I remember like during this time we would have these check-ins with each other and I was working my full-time job at the at the time. I did the training in my vacation, um, which wasn't the best uh, advice I would give you. But I remember one of the times like talking about, you know, the challenges of trying to be in the yoga space and then, you know, transition back into like being a corporate lawyer the next day or whatever. And Layla was saying that it is actually an opportunity when you're in those incredibly demanding, high-performing places to really go deep into your own mental and physical health and equip yourself in the best possible way. And almost to see those uh, environments as like a training ground for the most elite mental health and physical health practices. Because, you know, you will be challenged to go beyond your limits and then it will be up to you to develop the practices that help you stay resilient and well and balanced and also the boundaries to help you navigate, you know, how to look after yourself. And so you can see it in that way. That's kind of one way of looking at it, which I found really helpful. And that's because as a junior person, as much as we want to be like, yeah, the system needs to change. You know, as a junior person, you don't really have the authority or the position of power to change a system from the top down, which is really what needs to happen. Like the people right at the top of these organisations need to like make real lasting changes. And I know some organisations do it really well. And, you know, I think the trend is definitely in that direction. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done. But, you know, if you look at the way the city has changed, even over the lifespan of one person's career, it is like incredible to see how much change and progress there has been. But anyway, that uh, so I do think things are going in the right direction. But, you know, you as an individual and as a junior person shouldn't feel the need to like 
storm in there and demand that, you know, your corporate culture changes what it's been doing for the last 200 years or whatever. Maybe not 200 years, uh, maybe like 20 years. I think what you can do as an individual to navigate these spaces, well, I would encourage you to explore lots and lots of different types of mental and physical uh, health practices. So I think people see a version of what wellness looks like you know, you hear those things like get up at 5am and run 10 miles and then like do 500 sit-ups and then have your breakfast and read 10 books and like, it's all just a bit much, like to be honest. <laughs> and I say that as someone who is like not only a teacher in the wellness industry, but like I'm pretty into wellness. Like I think a lot of practices are interesting. But what I would say is that we're presented with an idea of wellness that is a tiny version and totally unrealistic version of what wellness actually could be for you. And I think the practice of working towards something that feels well or a lifestyle that feels good, like it reflects your body and your passions and you know the, the life that you want to live and enables you to do all the things that you want to and experience the world in the fullest way that is true wellness and that is a completely individual concept. You know, the fun and interesting thing about it is that we have access to so much information and education now that you can really try out so many different practices. And I think the sad thing about it is that we think it has to look a certain way, so we actually miss out on educating ourselves about all of the different types of wellness that are out there. And the other thing I would say about wellness practices, and I, by the way, I've totally forgotten what the original question was now, but I'm just gonna finish talking about wellness. The other thing about them is that they can change over time. So, you know, my idea of wellness when I was 18 is not the same as my idea of wellness. I don't even know if I have much of an idea of wellness at 18, but it's definitely not the same as it is now at 20, 29. <laughs> I'm actually going to leave that hiccup in. Always evolving and always changing and just multi-dimensional people in a very complex and changing world. So, yeah. <laughs> I literally have no idea what the question was anymore. Um, so that's all I'm going to do for this episode because I feel like I've been going for ages. And But I will do another one next month. So make sure to keep sending me your questions. Thank you so, so much if you've sent me um, questions. You can send them over on the website. If I can help with anything, if I can give you any advice or um, on something you're working on, like business or wellness related, email is the best way uh, to do that. And um, I love to hear from you guys about this. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please um, give it a review and a rating. I do love reading your reviews. So if you've listened and you enjoyed it and you want to tell me something about like what you liked, what you want to hear more of, and I hope you guys are all doing really well. 